earlier on the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. Scott Agnes going to join us in about an hour. It's trade deadline day here for the Pacers. We're going to dive into some football. KB's got a couple things on the Colts and uh, what they need to do. Super Bowl 58, all the bets, all the prop bets. I, I don't even mind admitting myself. There's so many bets and prop bets. There's just thousands of them. I can't even keep them close. So we'll dive into that here in a second. But I we- feel very good about the Super Bowl okay. prop bet. Okay? Uh, that's the, the final last words before the game will start. I feel good about Phil in the blank, but before length we- of the national anthem, Reba oh, McIntyre. Yeah. Okay, 80, okay, eighty-six and a half seconds. That seems short. Yeah, it does. I'll I'll take the over there. I'll take the over again. There's going to be the flyovers not matching up yeah. with her. She you know lengthens it a little late. <laughs> those really go- wants to hit those go- notes. There's going to be someone who's in attendance who is calling into the Vegas bookmakers that she's consistently you know two and a half three seconds over. That happens every year. The line starts to move on a Saturday uh, or a Sunday morning. But before we get to any of this, okay, uh, and I'm going to give Mark Dykton credit on something. We actually, we hid something, and Mark, we did. We did a good job, did we not? We hid something from Kevin Bowen. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Well, uh, we, ladies we, and gentlemen, we, can I please have your attention? We, we have I've a, just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you <laughs> to stop what you're doing and listen. I'm nervous. We, we, have, we have an addition to the show. So we have oh. Joey Graziano coming in here from the NBA, okay. who you said has been camped out for weeks at the Marriott. We will get to him in the 9 o'clock hour, but we're going to back it up a few minutes, and we appreciate Joey uh, being cool with it. Because uh, coming up tonight in Gamebridge, the man who's going to be revving it up. Is Marcus Freeman Mar- joining Marcus us? Freeman. We'll join the show at 9 o'clock. Oh, my God. That's that, that, that to be a long hit. Am I blushing? Uh, you might be. The shirt's still on. Your shirt, that is. Something's moving uh, over there. I don't know if it's... <laughs> Marcus Freeman uh, is set to join if everything goes as planned at about 9 o'clock today just How to say that? what's up. He'll be in Game Bridge tonight. I fi- I figured you would like that. Look and I guess this. And I guess Mark Notre Dame played along. I said, let's uh-huh. hit him up and just say, hey, he's going to be in town. We got KB here. Give us, you know, give us seven, eight minutes on a Thursday afternoon. I was at the morning. airport. Andy said, "Hey, Carlisle dropped kind of a hint that Marcus is gonna he dropped the do the pregame and yeah. maybe reach out." So I was like, "Okay, before I get off the Gosh. jetway, let me now shoot I'm an email." Sweating, guys, on this on this Thursday morning. <laughs> no so, need to work out today. We we'll have to get our rivals.com up. I know they're in the top five in the rankings, so we we'll have to get ready for nine o'clock. So there it's you a big go. Night inside yeah. of Gamebridge Field. It is a big night I in totally Gamebridge. Forgot that Marcus Freeman is going to be. Uh, on the ones and twos here, <laughs> so revving it up. Be revving it up. I figured you would like that. So appreciate the NBA being cool, moving uh, Graziano back just a little bit. So I'm sure he's fine sleeping in for five more minutes. I don't know. He seems like a guy that doesn't sleep at all. No, he's high for energy. The, getting no. ready for the NBA All Star Weekend. You're not sleeping at all for I next week. I am looking forward to that. So oh, yeah, good. there you so go. What, Shane Steichen. Uh, I think Grace Berger might have been the sandwich in between. Uh, I think she was Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken, on the rev it up. But, yeah, yeah, I think Shane, you're right. Shane Steichen over the weekend yeah, and uh, yeah. Marcus Freeman in the building tonight. Night. Marcus so Freeman is pretty good everywhere. Lineup. That man is everywhere. Uh, he is. Can I give one pace, uh, one one Warriors thing? Yes. B- before we move on and do some NFL here, um, I, I, I know I'm, I'm going to be the bad guy here for just a second. Maybe not even the bad guy, but I know the Steph Curry effect. I get it. So like you've you've had fun with it that you know tonight there's going to be hundreds of kids in attendance uh, to see you know to see Steph Curry. And again, I totally get it. You're going to have all the you're going to have all the jerseys and everything else. But in reality, like it, it, it's it's interesting, especially if the Warriors don't make a move here. They try one more run towards it. I, the Pacers need to flat out win this game and put it to the Warriors. The Warriors are not a good team. Like, and Steph Curry is a great player, a historically great player. What he has meant to the league is absolutely there in front of you. But I'm kind of done with the pay. I'm kind of done with the Warriors. It's time the Pacers like put it on the Warriors. The you know the Pacers have the better guard here in this game. So the they seven have the point line does not surprise you. Um, I mean, it's a it's it's a back to back. The Pacers are a playoff team. The Warriors aren't. It's a little rich for my blood, just because you can lead by ten and they can come down and you know a backdoor cover. But it's not totally surprising. No, again, I thought it was four and a half five. Instead, it's six and a half seven. So it's just another bucket. But uh, it's something to move the Warriors out of here. I understand the novelty for many years of the Golden State Warriors, but now it's time to put the Steph Curry jerseys away and put the Tyrese Halliburton jerseys on. You know, There's Golden my rant. State I'm done. Ha- 
had a really uh, nice performance last night. Again, they are small balling it right now. Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins, those are the bigs outside of the Pacers. The Pacers course, can do that. Draymond Siakam, Neesmith, no problem. Yeah, it, it feels like the Pacers want to commit to Turner a little bit more, but I am curious, you know, do you get any looks tonight where Siakam's kind of that five man uh, to try and match up a little bit better with them? Uh, certainly, uh, Clay Thompson has been a big storyline this season for those that haven't followed the Warriors very closely. Uh, did not finish the game the other night, just straight up from a benching standpoint. Uh, did play, or shot it better, I should say, last night. But again, Golden State didn't really have to exert any energy whatsoever in the fourth quarter as they pulled ahead and beat the 76ers last night. Uh, if I threw you yeah, like most likely Pacer to get moved, if any, today, would it still still be Buddy Hill? Hey, uh, to me, it would be Obi Toppin. To me, it would be Obi Toppin. Just because, buddy, it feels like, like I said yesterday, if you're in a playoff series, who is in your rotation? Who could win you a game, help win you a game in the postseason? It would be Buddy Heald, that relationship with the other guards, with Tyrese Halliburton. To me, it would be him staying, and I know you may walk away at the end of the year and get nothing back. Uh, so to me, I would say it would be Obi Toppin. Uh, and I don't know if you get much for him, but he would be the one that I would watch today. What about you? Yeah, I, I've kind of gone back and forth on Buddy and, and Obi Toppin. I, I would, you know, Jalen Smith is the expiring contract. I don't think financially it's going to work out. I'd really like to see this team try and retain Jalen Smith. I think he's had a very nice season, and probably we haven't talked about it enough, really. And, you know, if you want to flirt around with a little bit of small ball tonight, I do think Jalen Smith could, you know, maybe help you out in that area. Um, you know, he's really been that backup for you, we kind of forget. I mean, like the Daniel Tice experience <laughs> never really became anything of sorts there. And Jalen Smith, who I don't think lived up to maybe what you thought last season, uh, he's really bounced back and had a very strong year for him. So that seems to be maybe the other name that you would throw uh, out there. So again, we'll continue to keep an eye on the trade deadline. Three o'clock today, the Pacers do have an open roster spot. Uh, and so we'll uh, continue to monitor things if there's anything on that end. All right, I got a Super Bowl right, yeah, let's hear MVP let's go. bet let's, that I absolutely let's go. love, right? Yep, so let's the go. media, uh, they're very polarized on Brock Purdy, correct? <laughs> yeah, I kind of hate the Brock Purdy debate. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday on Greeny, did you happen to hear any of, of Jeff Saturday? Your boy, boy Jeff Saturday was, can't I mean, say I was locked tw in. 20 minutes of yelling and screaming about he was backing his guy, Brock Purdy. He's all in on Brock Purdy. So, I think it's the foregone conclusion is like the winning team's quarterback wins Super Bowl MVP. Like that's the very popular thought. I mean, hell, if you want to nitpick the Colts Super Bowl, uh, probably Dominique Rhodes and Joseph Adai sure. should have been co-MVPs sure. and not Peyton Manning if you want to go back to that game. I am not. I, I am on the San Francisco train for Sunday, okay? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and announce my pick. I'm okay. picking the 49ers for this game. And that means the MVP should and will go to the 49ers. A simple ten dollar bet for this man nets you two fifty if you're going to win the MVP. Ten dollars for two fifty. How about Debo Samuel? Debo. Okay. I mean, yeah. With the with Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo. I don't know if you could go Brandon Ayuk if you would feel comfortable. But their top three or four offensive weapons. I don't think Kittle will have. Uh, as many yards. I don't think he'll be able to do that. But those three or four guys, right? You'd be all in. You so can take any of those guys, this, okay? and it's not stupid. The media members don't want to reward Brock Purdy. So he doesn't make it. So sure. he doesn't get the overwhelming right. majority vote. Debo Samuel's game is a, you give me the football, and I'm going to I'm gonna make some plays right. with it. Well, like, he it, he could have not, rushes, catches, everything. Sure, there's a variety of ways he can touch the football. And it's not like Brock chucks it 45 yards down the field, makes a great throw, Debo makes... You know, a, a a catch and stride, and the quarterback gets you know eighty percent of the love for it. Debo's a guy that oftentimes, again, it's him doing a lot of the individual playmaking on his own. So I love the odds on that. Ten dollars to win two fifty. <laughs> give me two Debo Samuel touchdowns. Give me one hundred and nineteen all-purpose yards, and give me the MVP. I'll go with McCaffrey on that one. And then everyone will say, no, "Well, how boring? How, how valuable what are, the odds are on that?" That'll be the Monday Plus morning 450. thing. 
how valuable are running backs now in so the $10 NFL? McCaffrey, to win forty-five bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good, man. I'm gonna have what about ten to win two fifty? I know I'm gonna have so many bets on the Super Bowl. Anytime someone gains a yard or loses a yard, it's gonna be like I know guys driving around fall into this when you have like seven fantasy football teams, and anytime Terry McLaurin scores a touchdown, it helps you in three of them. It hurts you in the other four. That's how I'm gonna feel. I am going blue Gatorade bath at plus 275. I will tell yeah, you that. I saw purple is the favorite at yeah. plus, uh, plus 200. How about the longest made field goal over Ooh. under 46 and a half yards? That's such a good number. I'll go over. I'll, I'll go, go over. I'll go under. Harrison Bucker is a great kicker. Now, are we worried about the 49ers kicker, Moody? Didn't he miss uh, one? He st- yeah, yeah he's, uh-huh. he stinks kind of, doesn't he? Should have brought Robbie Gold back. That's How about what they should have done. The double doink? Shortest touchdown. Okay? Shortest touchdown. Okay. Over under one and a half yards. Are we getting a one yard touchdown in the Super Bowl? I'm going to say no, we're not. I'm going to say no, we're not. The way that will happen will be pass interference in the end zone, first and goal at the one yard line. That that would be the one that would bust that Longest for me. Touchdown, thirty nine and a half. Yards. I'll go over. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go over there. I'm going to say, well, you have again, you have okay. Well, yeah, McCaffrey it, could do it. Debo? Debo could do it very well. What well, you better hope so. If that's Debo, at least just one of them. the MVP bet now. Yeah, I, there's a bunch like Bosa, uh, two or more sacks at plus three fifty. Kelsey, eleven or more receptions. That's plus five fifty. Um, I mean, you can get you know first interception of the game. If you bet any of these guys, they're all like plus twelve hundred, plus fourteen hundred. I wanted to throw one thing your way, like like an actual Marcus Freeman's joining the show. Uh, you like? Are that? you sweating over there? How long do we have him? I mean, I don't know. Ten minutes, maybe? 10, 12 minutes, whatever. Yeah. How long would you I mean, like to have them? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't oh, think I, we would do a full in-depth getting ready for spring football type what do you Notre mean? Dame interview. Talk the depth chart. <laughs> I would love for you to uh, listen. I'm fine with that. I didn't know if the powers that be were like, okay, you know, we have the Super Bowl, we have uh, IU Purdue. There's trade deadline. The Warriors are in town. Everyone's wearing a Steph Curry jersey. Why are the morning jackasses talking to the Notre Dame football coach for 32 minutes? <laughs> We'll just skip the check down. It's nice to see some coaches do hop on the show here, right? Because oh, there are some others believe that it. don't I know. believe in that there's, from a local standpoint. Well, there's, there's a couple. Can I throw one thing your way? Um, a lot's going to be made of Brock Purdy, and obviously, to you me— Jeremiah Johnson call it the Rick Carlisle and Marcus Freeman radio show when he <laughs> attributes it next well, he, game. He was on with JMV yesterday, and JMV gave him a hard time, and it didn't sound like Double J was going to back down. Didn't sound that way. I'll have to take that offline, of <laughs> Mr. Peru. Uh, two, two things on this. I think the storylines, if especially if Kansas City wins, um, and you think the Niners are going to win, so I'm interested in what you think. The you know, Brad Spielberger, we don't have time here. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus was on with JMV earlier this week, and he thinks behind the New England Patriots that if the Chiefs win on Sunday – it's the second greatest dynasty in sports. Okay, now we, again, that is that is a perfect debate topic, right? Are they? Then you can go through the other teams. The you, know, you can go through some of the the Cowboys teams and you can go Who's back first, to the sixties. Well, again, there's enough. There's a no. Well, he thinks it's the Patriots. You know, the NFL more difficult to win. The teams that are in the AFC now, what the Chiefs are doing. So that's one thing is is the greatness of the Kansas City Chiefs. As much as it pains me to say it, um, I think on the other side. For the Niners, and this is if they win or lose, to me, the Super Bowl a little bit, besides the KC dynasty, is Kyle Shanahan. Is it not? I mean, this is a guy that has made three NFC Championship games. He's a hell of a coach. He has made the Super Bowl. Uh, If he loses again to the Chiefs, it'd be losing twice to Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and company. And if you go back to their first meeting a few years ago, they led 20 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. And the MO for him has been not closing games, winning the first half, winning the first three quarters, but not being able to close the deal. And so 
you know, this will be, you know, to me, Shanahan, I know there's a lot of, hey, Shanahan is a basically a younger Andy Reid who is always knocking on the door, and that ultimately may be the case. But for me, you know, the Niners have been right there, whether it be with Shanahan, whether it be with Harbaugh. You got to think of Harbaugh, um, the success that he had making the Super Bowl, multiple NFC championship games. To me, it's the Niners. Can they get over the hump? But it's Kyle Shanahan. Can he can he close the game? Can he get over the hump and win a Super Bowl? So, uh, and of course, Brock Purdy will be a part of it. But the dynasty and Shanahan, to me, those are the two big ESPN, CBS, Fox storylines that you'll get after the game on Sunday night. I'm already exhausted of it. Can't we just have a good game? I mean, we... For us, it's been great. We've had things to talk about that we haven't, you know, we haven't spent 24-7 the last three days talking about one football game. Local angles, Drew Tranquil and George Karloftis, certainly two names I think a lot of, definitely our northern listening audience will remember. Karloftis, obviously at Purdue, played at West Lafayette, Tranquil, Carroll High School in Fort Wayne. has been really key free agent acquisition for the Chiefs this year. Uh, You guys heard yesterday we had George Odom. On the show, former Colt safety, uh, he was on with us. Uh, again, not a ton of local flavor when you look at it from a San Francisco standpoint there. Um, they do have Randy Gregory, HSC product there, former Colt Matt Pryor. Willie Sneed, Pride of Ball State, <laughs> sure. on the practice squad there. Or I think Cam Jones, former IU linebacker, on injured reserve for the Chiefs. So a little bit of local flavor for those curious coming up. For Sunday night. So I'm good to tease Marcus Freeman at 9 o'clock. You are. Gosh, unbelievable. 66 minutes from now, uh, a dream comes true. Now, Mike Shrewsbury after that, or we just focus on Marcus Freeman? Uh, We'll do that next week. Is it your birthday? Relax over there. (laughs) Wins Tiger. I'm wearing the hat. (laughs) He's back next week. Wins Tiger. Yeah. It's the last time Tiger Woods did like a local radio interview. Has he ever done it? I was going to say, probably like the Palo Alto, you know, ESPN affiliate back <laughs> you know, when he signed his letter of intent to go to uh, yeah. Stanford there. I would say it has been a while. Scott Agnes in 30 to talk NBA trade deadline. Reminder, we have, uh, hope to have a couple minutes. Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman set to join us uh, in about a half an hour. He's going to be revving it up tonight there uh, in Gamebridge. So we'll uh, we'll talk I'll a be lot of that. polishing the car and making sure the wheels are shiny <laughs> yeah. and looking good. We'll be washing his car later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, sir, uh, Mr. Freeman. Whatever right. you need, Mr. Well, Freeman. Yep. Whatever you need. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, this is yeah. my friend Boomer. Do we, <laughs> would you like to meet him? <laughs> That's fantastic. So uh, we'll have him. We'll talk some NBA All-Star Weekend festivities as well coming up in the nine o'clock hour but let's go on out to the payless liquors hotline from fieldhouse file scott agnes joining us here uh, on the wake up call on this thursday scott good morning let's jump right into it uh, kb says you're a little skeptical when it comes to trade deadline talk so uh, as it pertains to the pacers today do you think we'll see any movement and if they could make uh, a move what move in your opinion should they make if any yeah, good morning, guys. It, it's It's been interesting to watch this whole market develop, I would say, first of all, because we've seen, you know, the key moves, I think, already happen, right? You could even go all the way back to the early part of the season, what, late October with James Harden, then OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, et cetera. Um, and so right now, all we've had are moves kind of on the periphery, you know, a, a expiring contract for a second round pick. But you'll see more today, to be sure. Um, and if the Pacers got involved, I know they've they've had talks with teams about Buddy Heald, about that possibility, um, trying to do their due diligence with him being in an expiring contract and uh, seeming like that relationship uh, will be over. It's just a matter of now or when his contract is up at the end of the season um, here moving forward. And so uh, it's trying to see if there's a possibility that makes sense for the team and in, in which dealing him now uh, does make sense, right, uh, in terms of losing his contributions and his talent. You don't want to uh, lose him for nothing both in terms of right now and his on-court contributions. There's contracts that can make it make sense. Um, but then outside of that, I, I really don't think there's much going on um, as far as I'm aware right now. Um, so I think that would kind of be the move. So I think right now, Andy, it's more likely than not that the Pacers made their move three weeks ago with Pascal Siakam. 
Scott, I, I brought this up earlier. I know, yeah, you aren't refreshing the trade machine by any means on ESPN, and you aren't a big rumor guy. Is there anything you've heard Pacers related in the last 24, 40 hours that, like, makes sense to you? Like, I feel like a lot of times you hear this, and I'm like, okay, that makes zero sense whatsoever. With your intel, is there anything that you have heard that's like, all right, I, I could kind of see where that might grow with some legs? Uh, not particularly, no. Um, because the things I've heard, it, it just—it's it, gotta—it's gotta make sense. Um, and not in like an outrageous sense, but um, would you take on a you know a guy that's truly not playing right now um, or limited to 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 move on for Buddy? Absolutely not, because that would that would hamper this team. And what would that tell this group um, if you made a, a deal like that? Um, and, and there, there is a market, I believe, for Buddy. Um, it, it's not robust. It's, it's not sitting there like, are you weighing your options in terms of what different deals are out there? Uh, meaning, you know, you know, is it a player and a couple first-round picks? No, it's not like that. It, it could be player for player. I think if you added a first-round pick, that would, that would certainly pique their interest a little bit more. Uh, but no, KB. Um, that's why I don't mean even mention anything in particular because as far as I know, most of it's just kind of the, the normal uh, the communication between the, the executives. Hey, wh- what's, it, what's it look like for this guy? Nah, okay, all right, let me call around, that type of thing. Just typical banter between the executives. And, and we saw some of it at the Mad Ants game, in fact, last night uh, when the Pacers had two execs and four scouts sitting front row. Will we uh, hear from Kevin Pritchard today? I, I kind of forget how that works. Trade deadline, do we usually hear from him? Uh, or I guess Chad I, Buchanan, I, I don't know. Chad's taken certainly much more of a you know front face with the media here lately. Yeah, that's fair. He's he's done the, the media responsibilities over, over the last, I don't know, six months, more frequently to be sure. Um, I, I think it all comes down to how, how tight things are um, for today, right? If nothing else happens... I think there's a possibility they could bring one out before the Golden State Warriors game. That's something they have often done is um, brought out, you know, Chad or Kevin uh, before the media. Kevin did it at this time last year. He was the one sitting at the the interview room talking about uh, the possibilities that that didn't happen and and moving on from Goga uh, and then ultimately that Milwaukee deal that went through and acquiring George Hill and how he even gave the option of George Hill not to not come here and, and George said no I'm coming here I want to play here and in fact George still would still like to be here um, but to answer your question I have not heard in anything official uh, but I think you could see uh, one of those two come out before tonight's game only because. Uh, their deal was already done uh, uh, several weeks ago, and we have not heard from them yet. Scott Agnes with us here. He's uh, Pacers beat writer, Fieldhouse Files. You want to follow hit any of his uh, information? All and it's always good information. We uh, appreciate him joining us here on the fan. Were you pro or anti the Pacers going after uh, after a guy like Andrew Wiggins? I am against that. No, I. I uh, among the things, I think. Kevin was meaning more had I heard things specifically kind of tied to Buddy, but if he just meant in the basic landscape, like like Andrew Wiggins, like I think there was Isaac Okoro and yep. maybe Royce O'Neal connection, yep. and none of those add up really for me too much. Um, I also get a, get a laugh out of it whenever uh, a player is tied or mentioned in a story, and then there's like eight teams connected. And I go, all right, well – that's just we've they've had conversations they've looked into that is not you know a team is tied to that guy that's that's the one thing you got to know in those circumstances now uh, with Wiggins that's just so much of a contract that it, it almost totally caps you out I haven't even haven't, I haven't even looked at the numbers but it, it does uh, you, Scott, Scott you it does it, it would be yeah. a big swing for them I mean they would have to sit right. with with Wiggins for a couple years before he was on an expiring deal and maybe they could move him <laughs> but you'd be you'd be sitting with him for two more seasons you would yeah yeah and you got to remember you're you're already in for my, my, uh, Tyrese Halliburton with a max contract the, you're working under the condition that. Pascal Siakam has a max contract. So now you throw in Andrew Wiggins' annual salary, and that just totally straps your flexibility in what you're doing. And for a player that has has some bright moments, has some um, 
you know, the, the playoff series they had a couple of years ago, his defense and some of his offensive production, he outplayed a guy like Clay Thompson for much of the time. But I think we've seen that regress a lot. There is a reason the opposing team wants to move on from him, and that's typically where I leave it. And Scott Agnes with us, Fieldhouse Files, where you can find his work. Obviously a busy day, 3 o'clock trade deadline, and then Pacers and Warriors coming up tonight. Scott, uh, I've gotten this question a couple of – I got I guess kind of two uh, heavy Twitter-related questions that I will throw at you. First, a lot okay. of people have asked about the Hornets and buying out Gordon Hayward. I don't know if the local angle is why so many people have kind of concentrated on that or not. Uh, could you see that all being a possibility, Gordon Hayward joining the Pacers? I've made my thoughts known on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, right now he's he's – Get, he's just about healthy. I would expect him to return probably the next game. Um, but in terms of his fit here, I think – I believe he is interested in being here. I do not think it will probably happen in a buyout standpoint. Um, right now, he, I, I think he's trying to get through this season. He was completely healthy until a random injury hit him, and then he's been out for – uh, I think what feels like six weeks or something here with a calf strain. Um, but again, also uh, they're, they're, they're in the Charlotte situation. And I think the biggest thing with those within the Hornets is they have new ownership. It's no longer MJ. It's not his show. They have new ownership. Who's getting his first time behind the wheel as an owner. And so they're trying to figure out what's, what's he like? How does he run ship? Is he a guy that's wanting to tear it down? Is he a guy that wants to rebuild on the fly? What's his ownership style? So that's what they're trying to figure out there. Um, so I will say, I, and I'll have a feature coming out about Gordon when he gets healthy and returns. I've kind of been holding it. Um, but I think he has interest in returning potentially. Um, but I, I, I would be, I don't think anything would happen in a buyout market. I, I'd be surprised if he gets bought out. Okay. And then, um, we saw this announcement maybe a month or so ago where the regional sports networks, um, we're going over to Amazon Prime. I, I, I don't know if I have all this information 100% accurate, so feel free to correct me on that. But there was talk, okay, you know, will you know, Bally Sports, will I now be able to watch the Pacers uh, if I have an Amazon Prime account? What can you update us on that end? Yeah, so that was under a, a new filing, and, and this all still would need to be approved by a bankruptcy judge. So as far as I know, I would not expect any changes for this season in particular um after this season there i believe there would have to be a renewal of their contract um first of all between pacers and and valley sports is at least my current understanding um i even have reached out to some people within uh valley sports and that whole group over the last several weeks to try to better understand it myself and we're all in this kind of together but uh it needs to be improved by a bankruptcy judge still kb um but the, the point of the deal, so let's, let's type hypothetically about next season, would be you are a prime subscriber. You would be in, you do not have a AT&T or a Comcast and do not get Valley Sports Indiana over your cable package. So you could use your prime account, which you already pay for. There would be an additional fee. This is not included in prime like prime. Uh, Thursday night football. You could pay an additional fee and purchase whatever they call it. I don't expect it to be called, you know, Valley Sports Indiana on Prime. And with that additional fee, then you could watch uh, Pacer games in this local market on Prime. That is what Amazon is pitching and, and hopes gets approved. Um, but I do not expect anything for the re- for the remainder of this season. Yeah, what I said, Scott, is, and I think even when we had you on uh, several weeks ago, it's going to be like Apple TV in the MLS, right? Like I have Apple TV, but you, if you want MLS and you want to watch Messi, <laughs> yeah. right, you're going to have to spend uh, the extra money. So it'll be a la carte, if you will. Scott Agnes with us, Fieldhouse fi- uh, Files following the Pacers there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 29 minutes on Tuesday against the Rockets, and Rick Carlisle told us, uh, you know, on Sunday with the Hornets, if they needed him, he could have been back in the gameplay 20 minutes in that one. Do you feel like we're completely or at least mostly by the conversation around the minute restriction with Tyrese Halliburton? No, I don't. I expect it to continue on at least until the All-Star break. That's at which the point then where he gets some time off away from games. He's still going to be busy like crazy throughout all-star break um and i i do get a little bit concerned for him how much he'll probably be on his feet going event to event but in terms of the minutes restriction in terms of the hamstring if he can get through 
these next four games, the one at home, then the three on the road while the NBA takes over the event space on Friday morning. Um, then, then you're then you're in a good place, I think, with the Pacers. I think the key thing was to try to get to this All Star break, make sure it was nothing worse, don't have another setback, um, expand your minutes, and he's continually doing that. Um, I, but I, I still believe it's going to be something where they're watching his minutes closely, at least until next week. Boy, listening to him rattle off his schedule for next week, <laughs> there is no downtime for him whatsoever starting a week from Thursday throughout All-Star Weekend and appearances and events and obviously playing in the game, et cetera, et cetera. Tyrese Halliburton, no rest uh, this All-Star <laughs> break. Uh, again, Scott Agnes with us here from Fieldhouse Files. Scott, last one from me. Uh, I'll leave it pretty open-ended. Uh, when we talk to you a week from today, it will really be the start of All-Star Week here, weekend, everyone to describe it in Indian- in Indianapolis. What is the favorite thing you are looking forward to, and what is one event area you would encourage fans to check out here uh, when things really get started a week from Thursday? Yeah, good question. Uh, I'll start with my generic statement, which is my most interesting thing and, and thing I'm looking forward to is to see Indy shine. I'm sure there's many ways in which I don't even haven't heard yet uh, of the way they're attacking things, but the things I know about right are. Um, you know, having greeters at the airport, having a letter in every hotel room of those guests that are going to be here about their love for basketball and, and why how they fell in love with the game. Just so many of those little touches that are part of that Hoosier hospitality that I think guests are really going to love. Uh, some media members a couple weeks ago started receiving packages for insane Elmo's, giving them a taste of <laughs> Indiana. That's what makes it special. Now, um, my favorite event um, – probably selfishly becomes your all-star media availability and practice um, of the marquee stuff. Uh, I would ch- probably choose the Saturday night stuff over the all-star game purely because the competitive level of the game is not where it used to be over the last several years. Uh, although I do appreciate how that is at the field house. So it'll bring up a lot of memories. I can tell you, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent at the field house or slept at the field house. In fact, um, so to see this is kind of a full circle moment, I think. And for the fans, I've had this question a lot. One, walk around kind of the, the primary square of downtown. That will be free. You'll, you, you'll be surprised how many people you'll recognize probably just walking downtown, coming out of hotels, go to Bicentennial Unity Plaza. The one paid item probably I would splurge on. Um, would be the NBA crossover. It's kind of the fan fest. It's twice as large as they did last year in Salt Lake City. If you have kids, this is absolutely what you want to do. If you're just an adult or you're going with a girlfriend or friend or whatever, just the people watching and to see the creativity revolving around the game, I think would be worth it. Outside of that, events are gettable, but they're going to be costly, as I'm sure you've covered from like All-Star Saturday night. There's tickets available right now, but they start at like 350 The The Cheap tickets that were available at a discount that were really special, um, a special activation here for NDKB, like the $24, those went immediately. But NBA crossover and then walk over all downtown. There's going to be a lot of displays, selfie stations, basketball sculptures um, that anyone can get involved with at a free for, at a free or cheap cost. Yeah, it sounds like that crossover at the convention center is definitely a place to check out for fans, uh, certainly those that are looking for a little bit more of an affordable opportunity. Again, Joey Graziano from the NBA going to join us here uh, probably around 9.30. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, other events coming up starting next week. Scott, no, it's a super busy day for you, so thanks for uh, waking up with us, and uh, we'll certainly be watching on Fieldhouse Files if anything breaks. Sounds good, man. Thanks, guys. All right, 9 o'clock hour, broadcasting live from the I Drive Hubler. Song. I know you do. Drive oh, really? Hubler. You do? I had no idea. Studio. Really? Do you like this song? One of Rosie Kevin Bowen's Bowen. favorites. That's an organic learning item for yeah. Rosie. Nothing that her dad has forced upon her or Max at all. Uh, so Marcus Freeman, head football coach, we are awaiting the call. He is supposed to join us here at 9 o'clock. The reason we did it was A, for Kevin Bowen, and B, uh, he will be revving it up tonight 
in Gamebridge. And I was going to ask Coach, you know, we get him here. I was going to ask how many games, you know, he's been to. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much free he's time. He's a busy he's man college. putting together saying. great recruiting classes, That's what classes, I'm saying. Andy. I don't know. If these guys don't get any time off. The, you know, if we we're going to be real football nerds, uh, we could ask him about the disaster. I tell you, the college football calendar is such a disaster right now. I bet he's got well, hot you, takes you, on that. I was going to say. Such you, a disaster. You could toss that question as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's such a disaster. So uh, it looks like he's calling now. And then uh, coming up in about 25 minutes or so, uh, Joey Graziano from the NBA will join us. We'll have a conversation with him. All the things that are happening around the All-Star break here in Indianapolis. Ones that may be free or don't cost you much money besides the games that families can go to uh, and everything else. All right. NBA trade deadline six hours away. So we'll continue to monitor that. And I haven't seen anything this morning, right? This morning. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. So we'll do that. What happens with the Pacers uh, and everything else. All right. Marcus Freeman joining us here on the Payless Lakers Hotline. Notre Dame head football coach. Uh, Coach, good morning. Uh, We wanted to have you on, obviously, because you'll be there in Gamebridge tonight, downtown Indy. And my co-host worships the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So I might, Coach, I might just get out of the way, go to the bathroom or something for the next five minutes. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do that, but uh, I'm excited to be down in Indy, and uh, this will be my first Pacers game, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm one of the psycho fans that, that Coach, you're probably like, gosh, the, those those types of fans are a little bit too much, honestly, for my liking here. So first time inside a Gamebridge Fieldhouse tonight? No, I've been in the field house. Okay. My son wrestled, so we uh, oh. I, I, we we had the state championships down there last year, and uh, I think I might have been to like a WWE event, but I've never been to a Pacers game. Look at that! Yes, I have heard that. Uh, that's your oldest son, right? Is a pretty pretty accomplished wrestler for uh, for Penn High School, right? He does a good job. I, I, I try to keep him humble, you know, uh, like I do all our players. But, um, no, he's done a, a really good job. I'm proud of him. When, uh, how old was he when he could first pin dad oh, at boy. wrestling? Uh, that's still to come. That hasn't happened. Um, and I don't know if he'll ever get the opportunity to do that. At some point, I'm just going to say I'm good. I don't need to wrestle you anymore. But I will never go out as a loser. I promise you that. Well, you're still young. You're what, like 30? You're only, what, 37? You're still a young dude, right? Yeah, I just turned 38. Okay. But, you know, I'm married. I've been married for about 15 years, and we have six kids. Um, and then being a coach of 120 players, you age fast. So um, that's, 38 is a relative term, depending on how you look at it. Coach, it's funny. So I'm 39, and me and my wife, she's the same age as me. She may not want me to put that out on the radio. And so we just had our first kid five months ago, so we're old parents. And I swear to you, Coach, and Marcus Freeman with us, I swear to you, I did not have one gray hair in my beard until two months ago. And now I'm terrified. Oh, the children will age you fast. I'll tell you what. But they, they, they grow up fast. Let me tell you that. Um, you know, our youngest is uh, five years old, and we've always said he's going to be the baby forever. So uh, enjoy the times you have with your, your firstborn. Um, you having any more? Let me ask you that. Uh, oh, boy. Loaded uh, boy. questions. Marcus Freeman's turning on you I, I, here. You know, no, it's it's perfect, Coach. So my wife, it wasn't a difficult birth, but we were like, no. So we're probably not, but she's already like – you know, she wants to hold the babies in like the ICU. She's like, we're, we're going to adopt at some point. So that's already something that has been put in my ear. But uh, we'll see exactly what happens with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if the data changes down the road in a couple of years. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Enjoy it. It's a blessing. Will do. Uh, Marcus Freeman with us here again tonight inside of Gamebridge Fieldhouse. He'll be revving it up. Pacers and Warriors. I assume you're, you're probably dad of the year right now if you can bring a few kids to see Steph Curry in the building tonight. You know, the, we're not going to mention that. Um, <laughs> we, we have a, a, the three of the boys have wrestling tonight. So I said, listen, I can't take them out of wrestling. And my two daughters, um, I think they both have gymnastics. So I'm actually taking a, a fellow coach of mine down there. And so we're not going to we're not going to talk about it too much in the Freeman household. I'll just show them pictures uh, when wow. I get back. Look at that. I, I believe if my eyes did not deceive me, you have uh, made a stop in Indianapolis here recently from a recruiting standpoint. I know you can't mention the recruits by name, but I am curious just from an Indianapolis standpoint, uh, how much is this area important for you when it comes to trying to build a class, which obviously you guys do on a pretty national scale? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the mo- one of the most important areas that we recruit. And, and, you know, being at Notre Dame, you recruit nationally. You recruit coast to coast. And I think we have kids on from 27 states on our team. Um, but Indianapolis is as close to a home area for us that, that 
as well as any other place like Indianapolis, Chicago. And so there are a lot of great football players, uh, very talented football players in uh, the city of Indianapolis that we have to make sure we get here to South Bend. I believe the kid you're going after is obviously playing a basketball game. Where is that balance for you in what you see from a kid who specializes just in football to you guys as a staff wanting to see kind of multi-sport on the resume when going after a kid? There's nothing like seeing young people compete, and I am the huge, the biggest fan of, of watching uh, football prospects play other sports, and uh, I love to go see a wrestling match, a basketball game, uh, somebody compete in track and field. We we had a, a couple of football players now at Notre Dame that play on our lacrosse team that were that was national champions last year. So I am all for multi-sport athletes. Um, I know specialization is continuing to grow amongst young people, but um, I'm the biggest proponent of, of making sure our kids play multiple sports. Uh, Marcus Freeman, head football coach there at Notre Dame, joining us here on the Wake Up Call on the Fan Pay Less Liquors Hotline. Uh, I know just a couple more minutes, Coach, with you. Guys in the draft, you know, so many of your players have those aspirations to be in the NFL. How much do you stay in contact? Obviously, we'll see pro days down the road. How much do you stay in contact with those NFL guys and even NFL personnel who may ask, uh, you know, your opinion on some of the guys you've been coaching the last several years? Yeah, I, I obviously stay in contact with all of them. Um, you know, when young people commit to Notre Dame, I, I tell them this this just means that this relationship will last forever. And, uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm sure they're busy as well as I am, but we try to stay in contact. I'm so proud of our guys that represent Notre Dame in the NFL. And we had three, I think, three guys in the Pro Bowl um, that have done a great job. And we have uh, uh, at least one member on each team of the Super Bowl. So um, it, it is great to see, you know, these football players are so well respected uh, by the NFL scouts, and, and it's a privilege to coach them. And, and I tell them that often is that I've been I've coached a lot of different places, but the, the thing that makes Notre Dame unique is is the players you get to coach, and uh, it's a great honor. He is Marcus Freeman. is with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline again tonight. We'll be in the building over at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Pacers and Warriors spring football on the horizon for the head coach of the Fighting Irish. Coach, in an NIL-crazed world, what, or I guess how, are you pitching Notre Dame uh, when that subject inevitably comes up? Well, I think as college athletics continue to change, Notre Dame is in such a good spot. And, and that's in terms of name, image, and likeness, in terms of um, giving you an opportunity to play at the professional level and, and competing for championships and also you know, getting a degree that is truly second to none. And so we continue to be positioned in a great spot. Um, in football, obviously, we're independent, and uh, it couldn't be better, right, is that you often hear uh, college football talked about the conferences in Notre Dame, right, is is what's changing with college football within the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, and the Big 12, and then Notre Dame. And so I think as we continue to be in this position and, and have a, a pathway to the playoffs and, and our TV deal that we just did with uh, NBC Sports, I think um, Notre Dame is in, in our athletics program are continue to strive. If you could wear the hat, I know no one does, but if you could wear the hat of college football commissioner, if you could put in one regulation, portal, NIL, uh, what the calendar looks like from a recruiting standpoint, anything on that end, what would be the one thing you'd like to change with how college football's run right now? Who? Just one thing? Just one. <laughs> the calendar's a mess I'm sure the right list now. is a CVS yeah. receipt long, though. Yeah, I think as you, as, as you just heard, the calendar is uh, it's challenging for players and for coaches. You know, you're talking about now as we go into a 12-team playoff, um, some teams are, are finished in week 12. Some that play in a championship game is week 13, and that's already into the month of December. And now you got to prepare for a, a playoff game. Um, you're supposed to be on the road seeing your recruits that you're signing that year um, and then also having to meet with your own guys that are possibly looking to uh, transfer. And so – um, it is such a challenging time that I believe our attention should be most importantly on our players and giving them the best chance to win. And so I know the the, challenge, the, the changes to the calendar are being discussed now, and uh, I think that's a really important. All right, before we let you go, and obviously greatly appreciate your time here on this Thursday morning, what is the coolest or craziest thing you have gotten to do as head football coach of the University of Notre Dame? I'm Ooh. sure some pretty interesting experiences for you. I don't know if revving up the IndyCar inside <laughs> at Gamebridge Fieldhouse will top the list, but what is the craziest thing you've uh, you've gotten to do so far? 
You know, there's there's a lot of perks being the head coach at Notre Dame. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, I, I've been able to obviously throw out some first pitches. Um, but the thing that I remember most is is being invited to the White House with my mother for uh, – um, they were honoring the uh, the president of Korea. My mom's Korean, so I like to say that I was invited. But if my mom wasn't <laughs> Korean, I, I'm sure I wouldn't been invited to the White House. But for me to take my mother to the White House uh, was just an experience of a lifetime, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a close second to revving it up this uh, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, coach. He'll be getting the crowd pumped up tonight. Steph Curry in the building, Marcus Freeman in the building. Coach, can't thank you enough. Obviously, as a diehard Notre Dame fan, thank you many more for uh, the memory so far and hopefully continued success here in the years to come so safe travels tonight and uh thank you awesome man appreciate you guys man it was a blast yeah, been a fun show on this Thursday. Pacers Warriors, 7 o'clock tonight. Our coverage at 6.30 right here on The Fan. If you miss any of our conversations, Pacers, college basketball, anything in between, uh, we had Marcus Freeman on earlier, Scott Agnes. You can find it all at the Podcast Center, 1075thefan.com. And now uh, we're very happy from the NBA. Joey Graziano joins us in studio to talk about all the happenings uh, coming up next week with the NBA All-Star break. And Joey, a good morning to you. You've been here for how long in Indianapolis, and how are we treating you here in I Indy? I mean, this place, who's your hospitality does not good. miss. I'm rolling the 28 day cycle into into Indy. It's been a, it's been a good run. Great weather, by the way. I mean, you can't be too this. bad, man. Knock on wood for next week. Yeah. The SVP yeah. head of global event strategy and development for the NBA. Again, you have called Indy home. He is Joey Graziano. He's with us here. You've called Indy home for about the past three four weeks. I guess just start off there, like. Why? Like, wh- wh- why the need to come in early? What have your day-to-day yeah. operations been like in in helping getting us uh, set up for next week? Well, to me, I mean, it starts with the Pacers have been planning this for for seven years. There's a there's a responsibility um, to be authentic, and, and part of that is the work we've done with the Simon family and Herb's leadership in particular. Uh, but Steve, Rick Fusen, Mel Raines, Todd Taylor, the people at the Pacers, they've poured their heart into this. The community's poured their heart. I, one of my first days here, um, I went to a host committee meeting that had 400 members show up. I mean, just incredible city uh, wide involvement and to be able to do that and to make sure each of the elements are custom. I don't want anyone to feel like this is something we've done before. And so you're going to see that throughout the weekend, that everything we've done is built for Indy, built for these local fans, built for our global fans to come in and experience a city that I think they're going to be wildly surprised by. This place is awesome. We love our little unique uh, Halliburton's on the side of the JW Marriott. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Indy, the, the, the court at the airport, you know, the Indy car that's wrapped in Pacers colors, those sorts of things. What other aspects have you seen so far with the all-star planning that makes our city and our plan unique from others. Well, I think it starts. I mean, you mentioned the airport's an interesting one. Like the idea that every global uh, fan who's going to come into the city is going to feel all star from the minute they get off the plane. That that's wild. No one, no other city's ever done that. Um, but certainly, it started with with how we thought about the event. We're going to have more than hundred ninety thousand fan ticketed opportunities. Most fan first all star we've ever put on. That that's from the Pacers leadership. That starts with how they think about the community. That everybody should have a ball in their hand. The other pieces from from Monument Circle down to Lucas Oil. You will not be able to miss all star. We will have activations on every block. Um, free activations. We've got a Hoosier Historia program. There's a cultural corridor that the Pacers have built. Georgia Street will be a full takeover um, and the opportunity to be able to get fans and to have them come down from morning until night. And you know at the NBA, we don't mind a party. No, so no. we're, we're, we're going to roll deep. We're going to roll deep into the night. Sure. Um, but the idea is you're going to be able to be downtown and experience everything and we're not going to ask you to leave. Uh, and the Pacers are also rolling their own tip-off ceremony. We've never had a team have an opening ceremony. There's now an official opening Week ceremony tonight, right over uh, Bicentennial Thursday, Plaza Bicentennial yeah. Plaza come on down uh, that's a new event the Pacers put on and, and we're really excited for it Joey Graziano uh, from the NBA here with us hanging out with us in studio on this Thursday I, I know it's an easy kind of a layup question for you but you know how vital is you know the state in the city of Indianapolis to the NBA and you know now boy I tell you you look at it with Tyrese Halliburton Rick Carlisle and the good young team I, I think the Pacers are going to be here for a number of years are going to be really contending at the top level. Well, I mean, I, I got to. I also got to have the pleasure of, of helping to put on the in season tournament. 
Um, so I was intimately involved and got to spend time with the Pacers on that run. I mean, this team could not be more fun. I was there at the game. I'm excited for the game tonight. Um, you know, the energy with this crew, they're young, they're hungry. They really like each other. I, I was, I was, um, I loved watching Tyrese on the bench. I mean, as much as fun as he mm-hmm. was, but just watching at the end of the bench uh, on Tuesday night and how much his teammates enjoyed the interactions, like that's, that's special for a leader. Um, then, of course, we've showcased him. You mentioned we've got him nine stories high. Uh, I went up there on the JW. I went <laughs> up you? on the okay. uh, yeah, 400 feet in the air. You're, uh, you're insane. Uh, yeah, that. you know, I, I figured my dad was a New York City fireman, couldn't embarrass the family. That was that was yes. all I kept reminding myself. Do not embarrass the family. Uh, as I went up there and uh, and got to do that program. This team is really young. It's exciting. Coach Carlisle is just, a, I mean, a legend. A true steward of the game. He's been incredible for us on our junior NBA programs. When he thinks about his commitment to the next generation of players and I think that really emanates here where basketball means so much to people to have a coach who's committed to all levels of the game is exciting Uh, and and I think the way this city is building you really can't do it without incredible leadership and to be able to have the city, the state, part of this, it's awesome. Again, he is the head of global event strategy and development at the NBA Joey Graziano who's called Indianapolis home now for about the past month or so uh, living over the JW Marriott he is with us here uh, uh, in studio. And Joey, I do want to get to the events and the affordability and, you know, as me, a father with two young kids, you know, w- what could you know I look for coming up next weekend if I can't do Friday night, if I can't yeah. get, you know, access to, to, to Sunday night. But you brought up your your dad. And I was listening to an interview you did last week with um, Jake and Jimmy, our, our, our noon to three show. And it was a pretty, if I must say, pretty damn cool story on how the city of Indianapolis welcomed you yeah. with a special gift. If you don't mind sharing a little bit of that background on that. No, I mean, I, I mentioned uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, a son of New York City fireman, my little brother's a New York City fireman, um, and uh, it, it means a lot to me. It's probably the thing I'm most proud of on earth. And my dad was in, in 9-11. Um, he survived, but my dad's firehouse did not. Um, and my dad is the last person to leave a Twin Tower alive, Engine 22, Ladder 13, uh, in New York City. And when I got to Indy, the first thing I received was a note from the Indy Fire Department uh, welcoming into the city a sweatshirt, a hat, wishing me best of luck and thanking my dad for my service. And to me, like if I knew nothing else about this place, when you asked about what does it mean to be and what are the city and the state being involved, like that's how these people show up. You guys see people here, you hear people, um, you take them for who they are, and that to me means more than anything. I mean, that had to be that'd be kind of a touching moment. That's like a tear. That's no, like a tear in the eye type moment. I got you. Is it not, Joey? Yeah, yeah, it really it, is. I mean, I'll tell you what. It is something I'll I'll never I'll yeah. literally never forget, and it will ingratiate to me to this community and to this city for the rest of my life. You a Georgetown guy? Uh, I, I, I thought I saw in your cufflinks uh, there, uh, Georgetown. You yeah, know, I don't know that I'm allowed to say this, and, and my Hoyas have not exactly. They've gotten uh, whooped re- around. It's a rebuilding yeah. process. Yeah. I get in this year. For yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> we, we've been whooped around <laughs> they a little did bit. Beat my Irish, though. Yeah. I mean, blue and gray forever. I was uh, I was a Georgetown baseball player. I, you know, you got you got to roll with your boys, yeah, sure right? Nice. Like, well, no matter where you, no matter where you are and uh, how it's going. Um, in Coach Cooley, we trust. We'll get there, but it, it, it has not been without. It's been a tough. It's been a tough kind of little run for us. Well, it's a rebuild. You know, you knew coming I mean, in, it was a rebuild. Mike Shrewsbury, right yeah. now. Uh, again, Joey Graciano is with us here from the NBA. Uh, All Star festivities really begin in earnest. I would say, kind of a week from today. Again, the Pacers will be in Toronto uh, on Wednesday for their final game, and then everything will start. On Thursday, I guess before we dive deep into again some of the events and what the next or what those kind of three or four days will look like, where should a starting point be for fans and just simply access? I feel like you know where can we go to yeah. see the list of events, whether it's musical acts, artwork, who's going to be at the convention center. You know, obviously the big three stuff in terms of the rising stars and the dunk contest, and then the game on Sunday. Where's a good one stop shop for that? Yeah, NBAevents.com. So we we take our website. The Pacers have built an incredible know before you go, where they're going to walk everybody through all of their options. They even have. Uh, they even allow people to build their own itinerary, filter things by if you just wanted to see all the free events um, and build your own schedule. So we wanted to make sure fans... Oh, I like that. Okay, so yeah. NBAevents.com. And that will link out certainly to all the Pacers opportunities. And I'm going to want everyone to download the NBA Events app. Okay. If you download the NBA Events app, it's going to have the full opportunity for you to be able to have schedules. We're going to drop appearances. 
where you can meet players and legends, merchandise that will be uh, available, unique to the city. So we're going to want to make sure if you look for tickets, you go through NBAevents.com, and then to be able to sort of have the full lay of the landscape, download the NBA Events app, and it will connect you to everything All-Star. Yeah, for people that don't know as well, this was just yesterday, right? Lil Wayne, Keith Urban, Zed, and T-Pain have been announced that they're going to be performing next week and next week, and that's a pretty good lineup right there. It's a, it's a yeah. great lineup, and then you add what uh, NBA on TNT, um, our, great, our great partners over there, uh, they're going to have Thursday night, they're going to have a free performance by DJ Diesel, okay. so Shaq's going to get oh up boy. there, we're getting MGK, <laughs> okay. little MGK, okay, yeah. uh, and obviously you get the NBA uh, TNT crew, which will be calling uh, the game live, and you'll, you'll be able to get to them pregame and halftime and connect with, with Ernie and Chuck and Shaq oh, and that awesome. crew, which is the best. That's awesome. And then Saturday night, we've got Jelly Roll. So you add to that musical lineup, to me, the depth. We've never had a musical lineup this deep. Like this is this is stacked. This is an NBA team one through twelve. You're not gonna wanna you're not gonna wanna miss. It's got a See, little bit of everything. Well, yeah. and when I hear jelly rolls, I think of my stomach post no. kids. You know, just how many. No, jelly you still rolls look you still look I, good, baby. I, that's I, yeah. what I'm can, telling yeah. you. He's slender. I look got at that him lazy over there. burrito that's still sitting here. <laughs> cluster truck. Jelly roll, that's a big one, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, the musical acts have been outstanding from an announcement standpoint. Again, NBAevents.com. Download the NBA events app. That's an absolute must. On the other side, again, I want to get into more of what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are going to look like from a local audience, and also just some cool stories from you. You were telling us before you hopped on here, you were the first person boots on the ground for the NBA bubble a few years ago. I'm sure you've got some stories to share from that. He is Joey Graziano again, the head of global event strategy and development of the NBA, and he's called Indy Home. For the last month. So we'll ask him his impressions on the city of Indianapolis. We'll continue the all-star conversation with Joey on the other side. All right, reminder, check out the podcast center, 1075thefan.com. Query and company coming your way at noon. JMV coming your way uh, at 3 o'clock. And it's Pacers, Warriors, 6.30 tonight. Our pregame coverage, 7 o'clock tip-off there uh, in Gamebridge. Appreciate Marcus Freeman joining us. He'll be revving it up there. Uh, Notre Dame football coach. You can, again, check that out, 1075thefan.com. So uh, the NBA's Joey Graziano is in with us. And we found out during the break, and it was organically, okay, and me and Mark Dykton both went, oh, here we go. Uh, Joey is also hey, haters. Uh, a Notre Dame football fan, and we just kind of moaned to ourselves in the corner. Uh, you can't be hating on, uh, on the Golden no. Domer. Come on, man. I, uh, <laughs> Joey, if they speak up again, you deserve the right to hit yeah. them, honestly. I can remember uh, my, my only sort of struggle with Notre Dame, there was a time where I was uh, playing college ball. We played up there. Obviously, they were in the Big East at the time. Uh, and, um, the, you know, playing the fight song after every touchdown makes sense in a football game playing it after every run you score when you're walloping oh, somebody boy. like 20 to 7 on a you know 37 degree thursday hurts that can be but humbling yeah, yeah, yeah you don't yeah. want to hear that fight song 30 times in a, in a college baseball game oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, with aluminum bats joey a georgetown <laughs> baseball product for those curious out there again he has called indy home for about the past month the head of global event strategy and development for the nba all right don't have the money, don't have the clout to get to Friday night in the big night. Don't have the clout or the money for Saturday, which, you know, to be fair, Saturday at Lucas Oil has certainly expanded to much more of a fan experience just from a, uh, you know, pure number standpoint. Or Sunday, what would you encourage a family that tries yeah. to want to experience downtown in the NBA All-Star game to do? So I want to want you to come to NBA Crossover. Um, what's exciting about that, that's our fan event, more than 350,000 square feet, tickets for kids as cheap as 20 bucks. Um, and what's exciting about that is it's all the holistic interests of our players. So we think our fans are interested in what our players are in, and our players, they're fashion designers, they're artists, they're musicians, they're technologists, they're social justice advocates. We bring all those interests together. More than 60 player and legend appearances, like names like the great Oscar Robertson will be there, um, Tyrese will be, will be live, we've got our all-Stars will be in attendance, so we're excited about that. Also, our G League will have a full court and activation. Full, hmm. They're going to have their own three-point competition, their own tournament, so you're going to get live basketball as well. We're going to get a ball in your hand. Uh, we've got th- more than 30 partners that are going to be activating throughout the space, so we're really excited about that starting Friday at 2 o'clock, going to the evening. Um, that's also where our concerts are at, at night, so I think that's the type of environment and that we the, think. In the convention center. In the right? convention center. We're going to want you to come down. You can spend hours with the kids um, and the family and we think it's a it's a totally immersive environment for all those hours the other thing you mentioned about Saturday night because it's interesting to me um, 
we've obviously made a big change this year from putting All-Star Saturday night traditionally in our primary basketball venue, moving it to Lucas Oil. To me, and the stories that are so great about this city, what an incredible statement by Herb Simon in particular. Uh, you've just poured hundreds of millions of dollars into renovating already what was one of the best basketball venues on earth in Cambridge Fieldhouse into you know just spectacular the job Mel Raines and her team did. But then to make the decision not to showcase that and instead put the fan first and to move all of those fans and move that into Lucas Oil, which then allows us to have more than 30,000 people in attendance for Saturday night, including $24 tickets. And the Pacers bought 2,400 of them to give to community groups. Like that is just putting your money yeah. where your mouth. It's just, it's just out. Like it's incredible, inspiring leadership. It's the stuff that makes you want to work harder, man. Yeah, honestly, you know, when you get into positions of authority like that, and in this business, uh, stubbornness uh, can be very high on the list of things that some people have. But yeah, to put that to the side, to your point, Joey, and to put it over Lucas Oil when that announcement was made, I think like last summer, if I'm yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, I loved it. You know, I, I thought to myself. At the end of the day, people just want to be in there. I was there. That's, yeah. that, that, that's all you want to say. And Saturday night, I mean, you look at the three-point lineup, it's all-star player after all-star player, and it sounds like nothing official yet, but the early reports of maybe even Jalen Brown the dunk contest, I mean, that 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 you got to love. And very selfishly, I'm glad that our city gets to experience that. Yeah, and we're going to have a Pacers team um, as part of the, uh, skills, the skills right? competition, yeah. so I think there's going to be a team to root for. Yeah, Halliburton, um, Matherin, and Turner. Miles Turner, I yep. believe, is the three-person skills for the Pacers. Yeah. Yep, we've also seen there's going to be a team of, of number one picks, which is going to be interesting, and I know people are, are excited about seeing Wemby, so you're going to get Wemby and the Rising Stars, and then maybe you'll we'll be able to see him on Saturday, so I think that kind of thing is going to be is going to be interesting, and then we obviously on Saturday night, that court, um, the glass yeah, LED us, court. That That's what got. I was going to ask you. Have you got a sneak preview on I, any of this I, stuff? I did. I, um, I would love to tell you I knew where I was, but I'm, I'm not good with directions, period, and then when somebody's driving, I tend to just spend all my time on my phone answering emails. I ended up <laughs> In a warehouse somewhere in Indiana, uh, and I got to watch this this court. I was watching a a group of uh, of German technologists okay. running racing cars on this court oh my and watching gosh, like that sounds awesome. And yeah, and they're and watching as the court as somebody goes over it, like sparks start to shoot. There's fire on the. I mean, this, this court looks unbelievable. And the great part for those who've got some of those seats up in the 500 and 600 level is you actually have the best view now. Yeah, you got the all this, 22 view uh, uh, yeah, almost of, uh, yeah, of yeah. this entire court that's turned into an immersive screen. So I think what I know our team is doing on that um, with the with the level of talent coming to Saturday, I, I think Saturday is going to be one of the one of the best nights. And then on Sunday we return to hoops, man. East versus West. Um, the conversation about this game, this game has to matter. Um, and we're excited about the level of competition we're going to put forward on on Sunday with the greatest players in the world playing. Joey Graziano from the NBA with us. I love you were in your phone and you you go to meet uh, German technology guys in a warehouse in Indiana. Yeah. You might want to know where you're at. You know? I, I, I mean, listen, if, if I didn't come back, I know that <laughs> my, hope, all my hope would be that, speak, speak yeah. well. Just that, speak well. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, I, I have heard, you know, just, just, you know, I moved here in August, and so a lot has been, you know, when the NBA comes here for the All-Star break, you know, they take over. They take over everything. Do you know roughly how many NBA employees you guys will have around Indianapolis over oh, the weekend? Um, yes, I uh, yeah, for the number of hotel rooms, I unfortunately do know the answer to that. Uh, we're going to have, yeah, certainly we're going to have more than 3,000 3, staff and vendors wow. who will be in town. Expect more than 125,000 people to descend wow. on, on downtown Indy. We've got uh, people at more than 30 hotel properties. Uh, so I think, I mean, it is going to be a true takeover. And what I'm excited about is this is a walkable campus. And I love the word campus. Yeah. You mentioned the bubble. That was the word we we used instead of calling it a bubble to start. Was like, it was like it was an idea of a campus that you'd never had to get in a vehicle that you're going to be able to interact and, and mingle. And I think this city is uniquely built for major events in a way no other city is. And once you're downtown... The expectation you can walk everywhere. Again, Joey Graziano is with us here, the head of global event strategy and development at the NBA. In other words, he has been spearheading a whole lot of the endeavors. On, boots on the ground. Been here at the JW Marriott for about a month. You talked about your experience at the bubble. First one on the ground there in uh, Orlando, Disney, wherever you want to call it. It's your craziest bubble story what do you what do you remember about the did you say 120 yeah 120 plus days yeah Uh, i mean there was there was a a lot of a lot of crazy stories um and uh you know some point there's i'm sure there's going to be a great documentary for 30 something god i mean the, the content and the stories and um you know i've got a 
I've got a journal of every single night there that is like one of my prized possessions. Really? It chronicles everything that, that happened you know, to us as we were getting it off the ground. And there's so many inspiring stories. Um, but, but I certainly, like, ones that I really remember, uh, you know, were times when we allowed the players to then bring in guests as we got to a certain point in the playoffs. And I have, uh, I can remember listening and watching some of our players meet, see their kids for the first time. After you know what had been such a traumatic experience sure. for everybody, as we were then getting ready, and now we're you know seventy plus days into this, and families came and seeing little kids run down the hallway to their fathers, like wow. you don't forget <laughs> those kind of those kind of memories um, and those kind of moments, and to be able to live them. And then there's these funny stuff like I had to watch LeBron ride a bicycle in the hallways of a hotel, like because again <laughs> we just reowned all the hotels. Well, it's the only time you're yeah. at, it, it, so it was, at that point. It's like the only time yeah. this is ever going to happen yeah. that you're going to be in this situation. Yeah. How stressful was it? Uh, uh, unbelievably, yeah. unbelievably stressful. You was don't the, have un gray hair on your uh, whole no. head. <laughs> no. uh, you know, uh, it's fake hustle. Uh, <laughs> fake hustle. But yeah, you remember tonight, I watched Jason Tatum teach Taco Fall how to swim. Like, things like this, you just, you can't, like, funny <laughs> stuff, emotional stuff, like, um, but but it was, it was one of those moments where to the rest, like, to forever, the people who I worked alongside with, people at, at Disney, some of their cast members and employees, people who I worked with at the NBA, people who worked with the teams, were bonded for life like there is a respect and an admiration you have for those people because you went through something together and for us like it was the months leading up where it's hard 18 hour days I slept on my floor in my second bedroom because I didn't want to wake up my wife each night given the hours I was coming back into our house and like we were all working in a tiny New York City apartment and I thought you know so I was sleeping in my second bedroom on the floor we were not and and then to come down and to see the sacrifices people made, like it's one of those stories that for the rest of my life I will be so grateful, so grateful that I was a part of it. Joey, we can't thank you enough for your time. We've got about a minute left. NBAevents.com. Download the NBA Events app. Any announcements we should be looking for here in the next couple of days that have yet to be announced? Yeah, I would say I think what's exciting is we continue to put out some more ticket inventory, right? Our commitment to was to make sure that locals were able to experience this event. And so one of the ways we've done it is we've held back some inventory. So please, um, for those who are looking for tickets, we've got all of our official channels have available inventory. We're excited to be able to deliver them and we're going to keep adding more. So keep you know being on the lookout for all these announcements at the NBA. We like a good press release. <laughs> so we've got, some, we've got some big announcements that are still coming soon. Joey, you strike me as a great dude. We cannot thank you enough for adjusting a little bit your schedule with us and uh, what you've meant to Indy and helping bring one of the star-studded events in the entire world to our city. So thank you for that. Hopefully Indy continues to treat you well. No, thank you for having me. I'm hoping I get to see you guys uh, at some of these events. Kids, we got to come on down, man. We'd love to have you. Will do. Joey Graziano, again, the head of global event strategy and development at the NBA. Thank you to him. Thank you to Marcus Freeman. NBA trade deadline five hours away. We'll have you updated all day long. Pacers, Warriors.